Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Well, the Sweet 16 is set, but we got several days to get ready for the Sweet 16. And we have got a loaded program, by the way, headed in your direction. But the Deshaun Watson story continues to receive a massive, absolutely massive amount of attention. Um, and uh, we finally got another statement from the, uh, from the Deshaun Watson justice team, from Rusty Harden, his defense attorney, basically saying, hey, these allegations are not true. Uh, I'm going to read because we've been talking a lot about this story, and I want to be fair. Again, both attorneys have had offers. Uh, Both big Texas attorneys have had offers to come on to our program. Uh, Rusty Hardin said uh, uh, this statement, and I'm reading directly from it. Uh, I want to emphasize at the outset that we and Deshaun recognize sexual assault and harassment are not only unlawful but morally wrong. It takes courage for women to come forward to report being mistreated, particularly when they attach their names to a lawsuit. We do not take these allegations lightly. However, fairness to the accused is equally important. And then he goes on to say uh, about the 14 different lawsuits that have been filed in the past seven days. uh, and then he closes by saying uh, that the goal is to publicly humiliate Deshaun before the truth-seeking process can even begin. I believe any allegation Deshaun forced a woman to commit a sexual act is completely false, 
And in the one case in which we've been able to identify a plaintiff, uh, we have evidence that she is trying to essentially blackmail uh, Deshaun Watson. So this is all, I believe, headed towards a really difficult resolution. And so to me, the question here is, how can Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson resolve this situation uh, with all that is going on and all of the allegations against them? And I think it's also important to recognize that there are effectively three different major issues that Deshaun Watson is facing. What are those three-tier issues that he's facing in order of significance? First of all, he is facing an NFL personal conduct investigation. He probably is going to get suspended for some period of time at a minimum. But this is the least significant of Deshaun Watson's legal issues. Being suspended and not being allowed to play in the NFL in the grand scheme of things, is not some massive or monumental issue compared to the other two. In the civil lawsuit, the 14 women that have filed lawsuits and the 24, according to Tony Busby, who is the attorney representing them, Deshaun Watson faces a substantial amount of legal liability in civil lawsuits that is monetary in nature. It's the second most significant of the lawsuits and then the third which has yet not yet emerged but could in the future emerge is the question of what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson if criminal charges are brought that is where Deshaun Watson would theoretically be facing time in prison for allegations of uh, sexual assault so there's a three-tier level here that Rusty Harden, who is the attorney representing Deshaun Watson, has to consider. Okay, so I'm putting my lawyer hat on right now, as I often do, and many of you have reached out and you've asked questions, been like, hey, Clay, how is this going to play out? I think the answer is we don't know. And anybody who is telling you exactly that they know how this is going to play out is not being honest with you. But if I were representing Deshaun Watson, Here is what I would be trying to do. First of all, I would refuse to cooperate right now with the NFL and their personal conduct policy investigation. I wouldn't allow Deshaun to speak to anybody at the NFL. I wouldn't respond to any of their questions. I don't want to provide either a written, video, oral statement, anything that could be used against my client in a civil or criminal lawsuit. I would be stunned beyond belief if Rusty Harden is allowing Deshaun Watson to talk to anybody at the NFL about their investigation. Okay, so I would immediately just push that to the side. I would privately call Tony Busby. I would bet that Rusty Harden and Tony Busby know each other as these big showman Texas lawyers. And I would say, what's it going to cost for us to settle all of these lawsuits that you have brought. That's what I would do. I would try, simultaneously, I'm trying to conduct an investigation. I want to talk to my client. I want to find out if there was any kind of sexual encounters at all for any of the masseuses that he's ever used in the history of his career, right? I want all of that information. But we know that there are 14 allegations out there against Deshaun Watson right now. They are so severe 
that if I am advising Deshaun Watson, I'm saying, man, we've got to settle these cases. We've got to end this drip, drip, drip of a new case every single day, new allegations, all of them building up to destroy your reputation. Settle these cases. Now, that flies in the face of what Deshaun Watson said last week when he basically said, I've never done anything wrong. I've, I've always treated women with respect. I understand that argument. But you got 14 cases filed against you right now. You got allegedly 24 different women that have come forward and said you sexually assaulted them during massages. I'm trying to settle these cases if I am Rusty Harden. That's the advice I'm giving to Deshaun Watson. Now, one of the things about being a lawyer is sometimes your clients don't listen. And it's possible that Deshaun Watson is not listening to Rusty Harden. But if he is, I'm saying, hey, whatever this costs, Deshaun, this might cost you $10 million. But you need to settle these cases because if you settle these cases, hopefully you will avoid any criminal liability because very often with these women and these lawsuits, if they file the civil case first, if you settle the civil case, they won't cooperate with the criminal case and then you don't have to worry about jail time. And once you settle all of these civil cases, I would also tell him, dude, you're never getting another massage for the rest of your life. If you, you, you are only going to use the Houston Texans certified masseuses and you are doing it with other witnesses present in that room and otherwise you should never get another massage for the rest of your life with you and nobody else in that room. You got me, son? That's, the, that's to be the rule. That's what I would be telling him if I was his attorney. Okay, and I would also be telling them we got to settle all these cases. And as soon as we settle these cases, then we pivot back to the NFL. Once I have confirmed that there's not going to be any criminal charges, it's going to cost us millions and millions of dollars to settle these cases. Then I pivot back to the NFL and I say, we will now cooperate with your investigation. We are acknowledging that some of these women may have it, might have at times felt like my client made them uncomfortable. We maintain that he never did anything of a criminal nature. We understand that they may have different opinions, and we expect a suspension. We'll serve a six- or an eight-game suspension. We won't play for the first half of the season, uh, and that will resolve this situation going forward. That would be my advice if I were Deshaun Watson's attorney. Now, top of the second hour, I'm going to tell you what my advice would be if I were the plaintiff's lawyer who is representing uh, these women accusing Deshaun Watson of wrongdoing. And I'll walk you through that legal strategy as well because this is adversarial in nature. Bottom of the hour, I'm going to let Dub come on and ask any questions representing the OutKick crew that may be out there as a part of this uh, larger scenario and situation. All that's still to come, but up next, it's Shannon Spake. By the way, we have got an absolutely loaded program coming your direction. Uh, Shannon Spake's going to join us in hour one. Second hour, John McClain from down in Houston. He covers the Texans for the Chronicle. What does he expect out of this scenario? 
And then in the third hour, we will be joined uh, by Will Kane for our weekly guest, formerly of ESPN Radio. You guys are absolutely loving him on the show. Uh, we'll be breaking down this story and many others with him in the third hour of the program. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we are joined now by Shannon Spake, NASCAR uh, stalwart, as well as NFL sideline reporter. She joins us frequently, pretty much every week. Shannon, appreciate you. How is the week going so far? Week's going great. It's Bristol week. We're putting dirt on Bristol Motor Speedway. We, the tournament is underway. I mean, uh, what more can you ask for? Last year at this time, I was just wondering how I was going to get through fifth grade math. And, <laughs> and now I'm actually watching sports. So it is going great. I can't complain, Clay, at all. Do you miss, I think I've asked you this before, but when you watch college basketball, is that the thing you miss that you have done the most, being on the sideline, interviewing coaches, being there for March Madness and tournament time? Yes, period. Uh, yeah. I loved covering college basketball. It was my, it, it, and, and even at Fox Sports, I, at last year, obviously we couldn't because of the pandemic, but I'll do as many as I can. And unfortunately, sometimes it's one or two games uh, during January, but I will do as much as I can because I, I love college basketball. I just love the, the purity of it. I love the five guys on the, on the, on the court. I love the fact that the coach is basically like the, the star of, of the game a lot of times, yeah. especially with some of the coaches that I've covered. And um, I, I, yes, and, and the tournament is just such a special time. And being a lot of the teams that I covered during the tournament, I had spent so much time with during the year. You know, I did the Saturday primetime game, so I would see Duke and Carolina and Virginia. Didn't see Villanova a whole lot until I got to Fox Sports. But, uh, you know, Kentucky, those are, the, those are the teams. Kansas, those are the teams that we would do on Saturday night primetime a lot. And then I would get to see them in the tournament. I was embedded with Kentucky the year that they went 38-1 uh, and, and became really close with that team. I was there when they won the national championship and, and, and became, you know, really tight with, like, all those guys. Carl Anthony Towns and and you know uh, Tyler Ulis and and all of those guys and and you really you get to see them live out their dreams. Sometimes it's one year, sometimes it's two years, and that was a cool thing about Kentucky and, and a lot of those teams, but mainly Kentucky, is that the whole dynamic would change and you would watch Cal sort of he would go through a lot of the same paces like this time of the month, this time of the year, he's going to be saying this about his team, and then you know he's going to be saying this, and then you would see them get to the tournament, and it would just be so cool to see them live out their dreams. Um, how much college basketball have you been watching around your household? Has spring break arrived for your boys yet? Because we just had spring break last week and everybody was traveling. Have you guys had spring break yet? No, not yet. But I've I, I got to be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot 
we we are you know NASCAR. I'm there all day Saturday, yeah. all day Sunday with with NASCAR, and that's the hard part about covering NASCAR in particular and trying to do other sports is that it's it's all consuming. Uh, and when I did try to move out of the NASCAR space to do other sports, it, that was the hardest part about it. You get really locked in, and and I do particularly just because my time, whether it be with my kids or the Ironman stuff that I'm doing right now, it's hard for me to sort of uh, balance and, and throw in extra games or a whole day of watching television. But I'm, I'm watching loosely, and I can't wait to see. My, I, I figured you were going to ask me what games I'm looking forward to. I think Oral Roberts, I mean, I, listen, if you, if, you help, if you told me, if you said, where is Oral Roberts located before this weekend? I, yeah, I missed no it. Possible way I got asked on television that live, and I was swinging, swinging with, uh, swung and missed yeah. on that. I have no idea, you know, I, and, and so I, I can't wait to see them play. I think they're going to be outmatched. They're playing Arkansas, right? I think that uh, I think I think that's who they're playing, Arkansas, and, yes. and I think Arkansas. I mean, I I I, I think that team is. I love I love Arkansas. I just love everything about that team. And, but I um, I'm looking forward to watching the Baylor Villanova game. Jay Wright is one of my favorite coaches to to ever work with. And um, even if I'm rooting for for someone because of working with them, I, I just I love I just think Villanova is so much fun. Uh, did you see our boy Todd Furman getting called out for questioning Eric <laughs> Musselman's uh, coaching uh, acumen compared to uh, Chris Beard? Did you see that those clips? I love it. It's awesome. I did see the clips. It's <laughs> awesome. It, it's just so great. I, it, you know, I listen, did you I ever get called cool. out? Have you ever had a situation where a fan base has been really mad at you for something that you have said or done or a coach? I covered Kentucky and can, the Big Blue Nation. While I, they have been so good to me as of late, when I first came in, I was an outsider. Yeah. And Kentucky is one of the. I mean, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Big Blue Nation is, and they are severe. Dale Junior. Junior Nation. If you say anything about Dale Junior., whether it be true or not, they they come down in a force. And uh, yes, so I've definitely I've been called out in press conferences before. You know, Tony Stewart used to be the worst because you just never knew what he was going to say. And a lot of times he was just messing with you. And unfortunately, I mean, I, I never felt like I could defend myself in those situations because if you do defend yourself, that becomes the clip, right? Oh, yeah. It becomes no the clip of you sort of talking back. And um, so, yeah, I've definitely gone through some of those things with coaches. Tell me what the dirt track at Bristol means. For people who are not familiar with what that scene will be like, bringing in the dirt does what? Uh, We have no idea. I have no idea because Bristol in itself is this incredibly, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a circus, right? It's, it, there's, it's a half mile racetrack. You throw 40 race cars on it. Uh, it goes straight up. It looks like a coliseum. It looks like the largest football field that you've ever been to. You know, 100,000 people, 110,000 people uh, can be in the stands at times. And it's just incredible. And we don't know what it's going to be like. It, it's funny because we, we had our conference call today, Clay, and they had a dirt doctor who basically found dirt from like all different parts of the country to create like this great formula of dirt. And no, it's not Joe Dirt. Yeah, it's funny you mention that. But when I think about, because I've been to Bristol, right? And so I think we've talked about this on the show before. On some of the embankments, you look up the hillside and it looks like a hillside, right? Like it's so sloped that it's almost like a three or four story building that you are looking at and you imagine the cars going around. So it's funny when I think about the track being dirt, one of the first things I think about is 
how do you get the dirt to stay on the side of the track in that scenario, right? Like you almost, because most people, like when you put it down, it would theoretically all fall down, right? As opposed to uh, to staying stationary up on the top of that hill. It is a unique formula because it, it doesn't, it's not like the dirt, like you go in your backyard and you're like yeah. putting like flowers in the ground, you know, they, they get it just, just wet enough where like it, 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 it almost turns like a almost slick in a way. I mean, it's still yeah. shooting up. If you've ever been to a dirt track for any of your, of your listeners who have been to a dirt track, like you sit in the front row or even the second you get pelted with dirt, like you yes. better bring goggles and, and Clint Boyer actually did something really funny. He put pantyhose over his solo cup in a promo for, for dirt this weekend, because that's how they have to drink their drinks. They have to oh, put that's funny. Pantyhose on yeah. yeah. So, but we don't know, we don't know what it's going to be like. Cause this is the first time that, I mean, we've, we've raced at Eldora in the truck series, which is a Tony Stewart owned track. It's, it's the coolest racetrack ever, but, but the cup cars haven't been on dirt in 60 years. And so this is the first time that we're going to do this. And at a place like Bristol, the thing about it is, is, is the Smiths, Bruton Smith and now Marcus Smith, they love, to do things that just turn heads. They're showmen. Make people, yes, 100%. And this is what they're doing. And a lot of times it works out. A lot of times the things that they do really work out and, and turn, turn out to be a great uh, spectacle. But we'll have, we'll have to see how this thing goes down this weekend. I'm excited yeah. to see it. I have been to see it, uh, the, the spectacle of Bristol for the night race. Mm-hmm. But I also went for Tennessee, Virginia Tech, when they turned it into whatever it was, 170,000 people coming to watch a football game, which was also a crazy, wild experience. And I've even been on that track uh, for when they did that Tennessee, Virginia Tech uh, big football game the night before Kenny Chesney performed on the track as well. You know, all the different ways that they have figured out how to get big crowds in. There were people standing on the track and then they had, you know, a certain amount of the bleachers that were all segmented out. It was an amazingly cool, really awesome environment there. All different, right? I've been to Bristol three different times for three different experiences. The night race, the concert with Kenny Chesney and the football game. The night race at Bristol is, it's incredible. I've worked that race so many times and it's so loud down there when you're, when you're working and it's so loud in the stands. I always, I've always described it as, you know, uh, at the circus when they, when they bring out that huge ball where the, um, the guys in the, um, in the motorcycles go around and around. Oh yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. what it reminds me of like if I was standing in the middle of that because you can like you can't I don't know how those guys know where they are on the racetrack at all times because you know 40 cars at some point you've now caught the the you're lapping cars after a couple of laps and it's it's insanity it's it, Bristol is is the best people I, I remember one time I was at Bristol and the fans are so close to the stands that I was like looking up and I saw like a huge fight break out and I felt like I could like reach out and touch these race fans that were just throwing going down in like row M. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was, it's just a, it's the greatest. We're talking to Shannon Spake. Uh, All right. Much more significant story. And I don't know how much attention you've paid to this, but we got the NCAA tournament going on. You've got NASCAR. We've talked a lot about this. I opened my show talking about it again. Deshaun Watson. Do you ever remember covering Deshaun Watson? What kind of experience have you had with him? And are you paying attention to this story at all? I, I'm paying attention to it because it's it's surprising. Uh, I have covered Deshaun. You know, I, I covered him in college, and I covered him, you know, in the NFL. And I that seems it's it's 
this is the last person that I thought would be in the news for this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that a lot of people would probably um, would probably say the same thing just based on the interactions that we've had with him and, and the reputation, I guess, that he has in the league. Uh, it's awful. It's, it, it makes my stomach hurt because the thing is, is all of these women – have very similar stories yeah, and none of them are related to each other. And so there you go. You go, all right, wait a minute. This is way too coincidental. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm following it pretty closely just because it's, it's surprising in a lot of ways, but also just, I mean, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. So it, it is interesting. And, and I put on, you know, my lawyer hat as I sometimes do to start off the show, kind of walking through and talking about potentially the way that I would represent both sides right because I do think that's interesting because we have the adversarial relationship whether you're representing the women or whether you're representing Deshaun Watson Um, and we don't know how this is going to play out going forward but to have and and I don't know if you've ever covered any kind of situation like this Shannon I can't even think of a situation that is similar to this right? Because we've had he said, she said situations, right? Where Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately those happen. Jameis Winston in college football would be an easy example. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. had scenarios like that that have played out. I don't remember a current athlete ever having this many allegations levied against him in this short of a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was around, I was covering college ball during the Jameis Winston stuff as well. And that was, you know, just that's difficult to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I agree with you. And in, in, in the space that we're all in right now, it's, it's even worse, right? I mean, for this to be happening, um, I don't know where it goes because I, I, I like you, I, I, I got to see how this plays out because I don't know where it goes. Because I think that's the thing where people go, really, Deshaun? Like, that, it, that to me is, is – is, which is effectively what Dabo Sweeney said, because he had to answer Correct. questions about it, I think, yesterday. And he just said, I've known him since he was in ninth grade. Uh, he's like a son to me, and right. I've never seen any indication that this might happen. But what's so difficult about these situations is there's almost no way to really respond to them, right? Because l- let's talk big picture. One of the first things that happens is if an allegation like this is made, all of the people who might know Deshaun Watson, oftentimes women, and have had good relationships with him, come forward and say, hey, I've never seen anything like this. But that doesn't necessarily mean that something bad couldn't have happened, right? And it goes back to it's impossible to prove a negative, which is one of the things that's always a challenge uh, in the court system in general, which is why the burden, to whichever extent it is, is on the accuser to prove their accusation. And a lot of people miss that, I think, in a social media universe. Either a civil case, you have to prove it's more likely than not to have occurred, which is a lower standard, certainly, than a criminal case, but not an easy one to reach. And anybody out there who has ever tried to, had to set in a jury, or certainly anybody who's spent any time around the criminal justice system or the civil justice system, knows that it's hard to convince somebody that something happened. And then certainly for the criminal justice system, you have to prove beyond reasonable doubt, which is even a higher standard to meet. But it's almost impossible for the accused to ever convince people this 100% didn't happen. In fact, in the world of sports, the most prominent this never happened case actually came out of the state that you live in right now, North Carolina, with Duke lacrosse, right? That's one of the few cases where somebody who's been accused of something, and there were several guys accused there, 
were 100% not guilty of what they were accused of and, in fact, were 100% innocent. They weren't just not guilty. They hadn't done anything wrong at all. I thought you made a really good point. I, I listened to the show, on I think it was on Tuesday maybe, where you said, you know, a lot of times where stuff like this happens, people are in for it for something. They, they're trying to get something out of it. And I think you, you were like, I can't see what the motive Nobody is. Nobody benefits. Like, I don't, right? I don't see the winner here because one of the big arguments people are making is, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. Uh, these girls are just, you know, out to get him. Maybe this is the Houston Texans, whatever it is. And I yeah. believe that conspiracy theories are possible difficult to make happen especially in the age of social media where everybody's got public profiles but difficult to make happen in general and i believe that that is possible but usually the conspirator has to stand to gain something massive and i just don't believe that these 14 different girls so far potentially up to 24 accusers who don't know each other would be able to organize a conspiracy like this without creating a huge trail by which i mean even if they knew each other, they're texting, they're talking on the phones. Like you would, in order to end up with a story that all connected, you would have to spend a ton of time in communication with one another. And it seems that many of these women don't know each other at all. Yeah. And the thing that stands out to me the most, Clay, I don't remember which article I recently read about it, but they like went through and pretty much detailed, uh, uh, I don't know if it was all of them, but definitely eight, eight or nine of these situations. And they all sounded very similar. That was what sort of stood out to me. And I know I mentioned that when you, when you first asked me this question, but that's what stood out to me. I, it's going to be interesting. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big mess for sure. Uh, we're talking to Shannon Spake. All right, so what's the plan for the weekend other than NASCAR? Let's get into something that's actually going on positive. Can you get out on the lake yet? Is the weather in yeah. uh, in the Charlotte area good enough to be able to enjoy the outdoors? You know what I'm doing right now? I'm actually involved in this virtual Ironman event. So yes. uh, it's three weeks in a row. Last week we did the sprint distance. This week it's the 70.3 distance, and next week it's the Olympic distance. And I've had to I've had to put together three teams of three athletes, so nine total, and I've been running around videotaping people swimming or biking or running and, and doing all this crazy stuff. And uh, so today I, I got my 1,600-yard um, my swim in. I did my 13-mile run last week. I've got a 56-mile bike ride on Thursday. So it, I'm raising money for charity, as you know. I'm going to do my auction um uh, I think next month is when I'll do my auction, but yep. this is kind of keeping me a little bit busy and it's fine. I mean, there's three of us, there's three of our captains and we're, you know, talking smack and having a good time. And, you know, Jamie McMurray, he's a Daytona 500 winner, Bobby Labonte, who's a hall of famer, Alan Gustafson, who's a, he's the current uh, crew chief for the, uh, for the championship team. Uh, all these guys, Marty Smith from ESPN, all of them sort of I, I agreed to be part of my, my groups. And so, um, yeah, it's been fun. We got some cool swag and we get, to do some fun stuff with the Ironman. What, what makes you the sorest after it? The biking, the swimming, or the running? Oh, that 13.1 mile. I haven't done that. I haven't done anything that long since last summer, since last July. And, and I, it whooped me, man. I was out there. I hate I like, running. I, out. I really hate Oof. it. I had to dig deep. I had to dig really, really deep on those last three miles. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this, but I did. And um, 
I'm not a great, I'm not a great cyclist. I didn't, I didn't cycle like a lot when I was younger running. I'm, it's, I'm better at it. I'm more consistent and swimming. I did it my whole life. So I'm just a little more natural at that. I, I cannot swim for months and months and jump in and be fine. Um, but it's just the mental, it's the mental grind of it all. And, but it, I've, I've had some great friends who have joined in on me and, and, and I'm sort of doing that. So we'll do that. We've got Bristol this weekend. Uh, it's, uh, an Easter next week. I got my vaccine, one of my vaccines. So oh, really? have you been vaccinated? No, yeah. that nobody's, I'm, I'm such a healthy person that I don't think anybody in my, uh, my universe has been able like my age, uh, in Tennessee, I don't think you can get it yet at my age. Yeah. So did you have any ill effects at all? I kind of did. Yeah. I had a little bit of a reaction to the shot right away. My heart rate started spiking. I got a little nervous. They, they thought it was just my blood sugar because I hadn't eaten anything that morning. Yeah. Um, so I waited like about 30 minutes and then I was, I was pretty whooped the rest of the day. I, 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 slept like till the next day so i did feel a little bit uh and then you know i get my next one in a couple weeks but did you get the pfizer or the moderna vaccine i got the pfizer Pfizer. is that Um, totally worse i don't know i mean i want if i'm gonna get one i'm gonna get the one shot just because i don't want to have to have an appointment like lingering out there to go get another shot so they have the johnson and johnson that's the one shot right yeah, I, I listen. I don't know. I, I wanted to get in as soon as possible because I figured if I was going to get it, let me just get it in and get it over with. And and I haven't had COVID, so like I, I'm like at this point, I don't want to get it. You know, I've been like a year. I haven't gotten it. Not that I think I will, but I, you know, you never know, right? I think you I've had it. Cold. I told you this. You think you I, did? I, yeah, yeah, I think I had it. I, I haven't gotten the antibody test, but I feel like I had it already. Um, yeah. And uh, and so when they open it up to everybody, and I'm sure that there's no like, look. Here's the truth. I don't like to stand in line for anything. You know what happened to me the other day? I was out driving. This is ridiculous. But I was out driving in my car, and a cop pulled up next to me, and he was an OutKick fan, and like he motioned for me to roll down the window. We were stopped at a light, right. and and <laughs> I was like, like "Oh no!" I what you know? Well, first of all, I was on my on my phone, and he's like, "You know, Tennessee's a hands free state, or Nashville's a hand free city, or whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, my bad." And then uh, and then he said. Uh, hey, did you know that your tags are almost two years out of date? <laughs> and I was like, two years out of date? I mean, and I was like, no. Uh, and he said, yeah, your tags haven't been updated since June of 2019. And oh I, I don't even know how that happened, um, that my tags hadn't been updated. Uh, I'm attributing it to COVID happening in 2020. And then I just don't even remember getting, like, I don't know that they had all of like in Tennessee, you have to go get your emissions tested and everything yeah, else. And yeah, they shut here. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They shut down everything for a while. And so I'm attributing it to that. But, uh, but I was like, man, that's crazy to go uh, almost. So anyway, um, did you get uh, the, a ticket here? Did you get a ticket? No, I didn't get a ticket. Oh, okay. All right. So being Clay Travis, it's kind of like being the hot chick who gets out of the ticket, right? <laughs> it depends right, on the right. cop. I could be more likely to get the ticket depending on who the cop is. Uh, but, you just uh, pulled the hot chick ticket. <laughs> I bet like you've never gotten a ticket. ticket in your life. Have you oh, ever gotten no, a speeding definitely. ticket? I've definitely gotten tickets. Yes, I've gotten them. I haven't um, had one in like yeah. five years. I used to get tickets all Knock the time. In fact, I got pulled over once while on the radio doing an interview uh, a sports talk radio interview, um, and, and I got pulled. I haven't gotten one in like five years. But the the point on all this was everything is so chaotic. I got to make sure that I I really think they shut down the emissions, so they haven't been pulling people over for tag violations. And now I got to be on the on the ball because things are starting to get back to normal. 
I actually just got my tag in the mail today, Clay. So I have there been you on go. the ball. <laughs> I have been there on you the ball. You, yeah. You, so you you may not get be able to play the Clay Travis card here. Um, <laughs> there you uh, go. Good luck. In I the, can just uh, tell him I'm on Clay Travis. That's show. right. It might work. Depending again, it could work <laughs> in your favor, or they could be like, "Well, I'm going to double your ticket because I hate that guy." You don't know which way it's going to go. That's you the never challenge. Know. Uh, Shannon Spake, we will talk to you next week. Good luck with the Ironman training and uh, look forward to next week. All right, take care. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestine test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We bring in John McClain, 45 years with the Houston Chronicle. I think the foremost uh, writer just about in the entire country on the NFL. And there have been so many stories coming out of the Houston Texans already in 2021. And boy, I bet, John, on some level, you wish you could just go back to talking about Deshaun Watson wanting to get traded and where he might go and how that process was going to play out. Last week, about this time, I think it was on a Tuesday, the bombshell that there are going to be allegations made against Deshaun Watson drops. Watson issues his statement. And I don't know about you, John, but I kind of thought, hey, maybe we got one woman. You know, maybe it's a story. Uh, He said, she said, which we've seen in the world of sports before. And who knows how exactly it's going to play itself out. I didn't think we were going to end up in a situation where we're talking about two dozen, potentially more women who have allegedly contacted Tony Busby. We got, you know, double digit lawsuits that have been filed. How do you make sense of this? Have you ever seen a story like this that you have covered? Never. First of all, Tony Busby is a high-powered, big-time uh, attorney in Houston. Everybody knows him. He's, he's always in the limelight. Uh, he ran for mayor and failed, and, and he is a good attorney. A lot of people don't like the way he's a publicity hound, but he does really well by his clients. And Watson's attorney is Rusty Harden, who is an attorney to the superstar pro athletes. He's representing them in every sport. So you have these two high-profile guys who are going against each other, and Tony Busby is rolling out each lawsuit by Jane Doe uh, separately and reading some of the lawsuits, which the Houston Chronicle, we have them all on our website, they're just unbelievable. And nobody knows if they're true. Watson is innocent unless they prove him guilty. He deserves to be heard. The women, they deserve to be heard. And a lot of people weigh in, oh, I know Watson wouldn't do that. They're just trying to get a money grab. The fact is nobody knows what happened. In every case of the 16 that have been filed, Clay, it's just one-on-one. His word against her word. The NFL's lost investigation. Tony Busby says each of his clients will meet with the NFL in Zoom calls, and they will be as honest as they possibly can be. And then, of course, the NFL has to interview Watson and his side. And this is going to take forever. The NFL hasn't even concluded the last Antonio Brown investigation from last year. And he was able to get a Super Bowl ring out of it. So uh, the thing that that the Texans were planning to trade him by the first day of the draft on April 29th, they had six teams that were interested. And the plan was once free agency, they got past the initial phase, probably around April 1st, then the new GM, Nick Casario, would start returning calls of teams that were interested. They thought they could get three ones, two twos, and a starting defensive player. Player, and he would ask for more. When you have a bunch of teams bidding against each other, that's the best possible scenario. But now nobody 
is going to trade for Deshaun Watson with all this hanging over his head. Maybe somebody lowballs them with an offer before it reaches a resolution. And I think ultimately Watson will um, he will reach a settlement with his accusers and put it behind him and be a great quarterback again. But his reputation is tarnished, and it is – Something that is unprecedented in the NFL, any player having this many lawsuits and every one of them tell a similar tale about he found them on Instagram and then what happened from there. And uh, I know this, there's people out there who think the Texans were behind it, and that's one of the most asinine things I've ever seen because they thought they could get a haul to start their rebuild under new coach David Culley, and right now, they're not going to get it, at least not anytime soon. And when they do eventually, say at the trade deadline during the season or before the next draft, five quarterbacks would have been taken in the first round. There's no need for teams to give the farm to get Deshaun Watson. You know, it's it's interesting as we unpack all this. First of all, we don't really know when this, uh, this, these allegations, these lawsuits are going to stop. And you're obviously not Rusty Harden and you're not Deshaun Watson. But is it fair to say that as somebody covering this, you never thought that we would get to a point where there's over 20 alleged women saying that they were sexually assaulted and that we would have 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever the total number is going to end up being of lawsuits filed, right? I mean, this, this is truly a situation without precedent. It's 16 right as we speak, and when I write about it, and I've written five columns about it since Tuesday, and I just quit using the number because it changes. By the time it changes, by the time it's out, right. So I just say multiple lawsuits, and I think that when Watson went on Twitter and ripped Tony Busby, called him a publicity-seeking lawyer last Tuesday, that that stoked the fire of a guy who thought, well, I'll show him. And then so once he filed the first one, he put it out there all over social media. If you've had any instance with Deshaun Watson and you need to be represented, tell me your story and here's how you contact me. So he has an office full of people supposedly checking on the veracity. And and, and we have a story on our website today on HoustonChronicle.com written with a bunch of local attorneys who know Tony Busby and Rusty Harden, talking about the strategy, the end game, where it could be headed, why they're doing what they're doing. And you as an attorney, you know you know all this, but it's fascinating to look at friends and foes of Busby and Harden and what they anticipate. And it's just fascinating. You know, it's a sordid thing, because, uh, but it is fascinating. It's intriguing. And right now, the last thing people are worried about is where he's going to play because they need, in the NFL investigation, uh, Tony Busby wants the police. They want the district attorney to file criminal charges. They want the DA to impanel a grand jury. They may not, but they could. And uh, and then they're waiting for the NFL. The NFL has suspended players who, after even though no charges were filed, just after their own investigations. So do you think the Houston Texans are totally blindsided by this story? Because the, the only thing that could make it crazier, John, 
is if, let's say, the Houston Texans had initiated a trade like two weeks ago, uh, right before all these allegations begin to come out. Do you think that the organization had any idea of what the last week they were in for with the guy who is the face of their franchise? No, absolutely not. These things are all done according to the plaintiffs between Watson and them and nobody else, uh, Watson's friends or anybody in the organization is involved. Now, one said that she was recommended to Watson by a Texans trainer. That's the only time anyone from the organization has been implemented. But if they knew something like this coming, I'm pretty sure they probably already would have traded them. But I've talked to a lot of people over there, and they're like, uh, no. Nobody had any idea. And I'll tell you another thing. People are trying to say, because Tony Busby and the owner live on the same street, they conspired. Well, they live on the wealthiest street in Texas (laughs) in which, I mean, they don't live in Clay Travis-type mansions, but they're stretched for blocks, and they don't walk the dog. I've been, hey, I've seen some of those, I've seen some of those houses. My my sister lived uh, in Houston for a while. I drove through River Oaks, uh, John. Uh, that, that, I wish I had uh, River Oaks money among many other neighborhoods, I'm sure, in uh, in Houston where that oil money starts to roll in and, and that NFL, uh, NFL owner money starts to roll in. But that is an important story here because you're down on the ground in Houston. And what I see a lot of times happen, and, and I've talked about this a lot from a legal perspective, I'm not surprised at all. People say, well, how strange is it that Tony Busby would end up representing all these women? That doesn't surprise me at all because the way this works – Uh, and I'm sure you've written about this and talked to some of the attorneys as well. John, once one guy is willing to stand up and say, hey, I'll go toe-to-toe with Deshaun Watson and his super-talented high-end legal team as well, which is what Tony Busby is saying, and once he identifies himself as the representative for some of these women, a lot of women, and this is the way these stories work, a lot of women might think, oh, I was the only person that this happened to. And that that masseuse may be back there thinking, you know, did I do something inappropriate? Was I was I dumb because I let him lock the door? Was it not smart of me to have responded to that Instagram post? Because what the way that many people respond in stories such as these is people think that they did something wrong or that they're unique and that Deshaun Watson's so powerful nobody will believe them. And John, as you well know, once somebody says, hey, I believe you, then a lot of other women, if they may have had similar circumstances, start to come forward. And we see this happen very often in the world of politics, for instance, where Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, is dealing with this. Uh, Or, you know, to a certain extent, we saw it with Brett Kavanaugh, even though a lot of those accusations were found to be totally false. But as soon as sort of the feeding frenzy starts, somebody feels more comfortable coming forward because they know there's a lawyer out there who will fight for them and believe them. And that's what's happened, how Tony Busby has ended up with all these cases. That's a great observation. Some people are contending he's got them all and he's rolling them out one at a time. No, that's also, yeah, when he gets I'm sure he's added a bunch of them. Yes. And, and the other thing that I would say, and you could speak to this a little bit about the sort of the, you know, power and stature of these attorneys. And this is me being a lawyer. There are different level of attorneys, just like there are different level of basketball players or football players. There's a JV squad player. And there's LeBron James in basketball. 
and there are uh, in football, uh, there are, you know, Tom Brady's. And then there's a lot of guys who hope that they're going to be able to at some point start on their high school football team. Right. These are high end, all pro caliber attorneys on both sides. Rusty Harden has represented the best of the best in terms of criminal defense. The Roger Clemens, the Adrian Petersons of the world, the guys who could hire anybody have elected to choose him. And simultaneously, Tony Busby is not that guy out there who's trying to make a little bit of money on the side. He's already, as you mentioned, supremely wealthy And he's got the resources as a plaintiff's lawyer to be able to vet many of these women and determine whether or not their stories are true. That's exactly the way it is. And that's why it's so intriguing, fascinating, because who you have on each side. And every day I wait, okay, what is is the next step that they're going to take? And at some point, I can't wait to see Rusty Harden react. But the problem is, if he can't find out who they are, yeah. they're all Gene Doe's, how can he vet them and investigate them? And so that's part, I guess that's part of Tony Busby's strategy. So that's why I don't think this will be re- resolved anytime soon, certainly not before the draft, the first day on April 29th. And I think, Clay, this is going to be a hot topic for months. I think you're right, John. And the other thing I would say about this is, Reports are that Deshaun Watson was frequently reaching out to these women to book them through Instagram. And that is, for Tony Busby and any other attorney, the first thing that you have to establish, right, at a minimum, is that Deshaun Watson and the women that you represent were ever alone together, right? In order to have, because I always like to kind of take a step back and say, okay, let's construct what has to occur in order for a sexual assault charge to have merit. The essence of a sexual assault charge to have merit would be what? Man and woman, in this case, in an isolated area, probably without witnesses, And there's nudity in some way involved most of the time, right? So the first thing, the very baseline thing that Tony Busby would be looking at is, okay, where did this happen? Give me evidence that you guys were ever together. DMs on Instagram certainly can be very good evidence. Uh, Text messages that may have existed between one of these women or more of these women and Deshaun Watson. Uh, Hotel room bills, uh, travel, because evidently Deshaun Watson had some of these women fly in and paid for their travel. There are a lot of different angles associated with determining whether or not they were in a room together. And then once they're in a room together, it then turns into a he said, she said, potentially about what happened there. But, John, as you well know, many of these cases, Antonio Brown, which is dragged on forever, Ben Roethlisberger, which I'm sure you covered and paid attention to back in the day, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, most of them involve one man and one woman. We're now talking about double-digit women and Deshaun Watson, which is why the overall reputational impact here is likely to be much more significant. And frankly, the risk to Deshaun Watson, both civil and criminal, is much more substantial as well. And even if he reaches a settlement with all of his accusers, you still have the NFL investigation, their investigative arm. And if every, every plaintiff talks to the NFL as openly and as honestly as Tony Busby says they will, then that's going to be 
that's going to be a tough one for Watson because obviously he's going to deny everything that right now 16 are saying with more to come, we believe. Yeah, it's interesting that you uh, that you mentioned that with a lot more coming. We don't know when this is going to end, and this is where the Rusty Harden angle is in a tough spot because I think Tony Busby, first of all, by getting that comment out from Deshaun Watson last week, it definitely suggested that they thought the number was going to be pretty limited, and it almost feels a little bit like he has continued to be able to put the defense team on their back feet and not really be able to get a uh, an adequate response because, as you mentioned, John, you almost don't even want to mention the number. And same thing is true for me on the radio uh, because every time you mention it, there's another one and you end up being behind. We're at whatever it is, 16, 17, 18, 24 allegations, I think is the number that's out there right now. I mean, two dozen women is 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 a crazy number of women to be alleging effectively the same form of misconduct by Deshaun Watson. Every day when I get up, Clay, I wish I was part of that Southwest commercial. Want to get away? <laughs> so you're right in that, John. Like this is a story that is likely to be running all the way up into the NFL season. And you well know, as somebody who has covered uh, this uh, this league for 45 years. It's not only what you're writing about, and I, I got to be honest when I talk about it as well, you're dealing with such an um, uh, such a fraught issue, right? Women's allegations of sexual assault, a prominent black quarterback, the NFL, this has all of those flashpoints that someone like you writing, someone like me talking about, you got to be careful about the way you even address it, right? Absolutely. That's why I do not have opinion about guilt or innocence. Yeah, I've got an opinion about trades and ramifications. It's amazing, Clay. Nick Casario, the new GM, has made 40 transactions. Nobody's talking about it here. Yeah. He's given 26 one-year contracts. He's given one contract of more than two years to a punter. And here, nobody's talking about it. I'm on the area four times on uh, on the Texans flagship per week. And uh, that's all it is, 24-7. Deshaun Watson, it's been that way since he came out right after the season. He wanted to be traded. It's just gone into a new stratosphere. Okay, so let's talk uh, on the Texans. Let's go to the football impact here for a moment. So I think it's fair to say, and this is me wearing my lawyer hat. This is not you saying, and I want to be clear about that. I think the odds that Deshaun Watson is able to play week one for the Houston Texans are very slim. Okay, that's my opinion. That's not you saying it. But if you presume that 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 Watson is not playing, uh, as I am giving you a hypothetical here, what are the Texans going to do at the quarterback position? And also assume, and this is my hypothetical as well, that as all of this is out there, uh, this cloud, this smoke cloud surrounding Deshaun Watson, it will also be well nigh impossible to actually trade him. So if you presume that both of those things are true, Who's the Houston Texans quarterback, and what do they do about their actual team on the field? Brand-new coach, brand-new GM. What are they trying to do with the quarterback position? I have a column on our sports website, Texas Sports Nation, in which I say Tyrod, not Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor will be the starting quarterback, and barring injury, but in his last two jobs at Cleveland and the Chargers last season, he's gotten hurt early in the season, and number one picks have taken over. And when they agreed to sign him last week, 
this has not come out. And I said, well, this means they're going to get a franchise quarterback because the last two teams where he was, they got Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. That's right. So Texans are going to get a franchise quarterback, but not anymore. And I don't think Watson will be on the team. I think he want, you know, he's demanded to be traded. He said he will not play here under any circumstances. The only way I could see him reporting by the first game is if he spent so many millions reaching a settlement and his base salary is ten point five million. He got twenty seven million signing bonus last year and that one hundred fifty six million extension that kicks in in two thousand twenty two. But if he spent so much money he couldn't afford to hold out and lose millions that he is threatened to do. So he can come in and they could trade him by the deadline or he could have a, a back injury and not be able to play. So, But I don't see him playing here again. He wants out in the worst way and I think based on what we're talking about, he needs to go somewhere else. The Texans need to start over. That was the plan with a high pick, maybe Zach Wilson in a deal with the Jets, maybe Tua Tagovailoa in a deal with Miami, Arizona in a deal with Kyler Murray. But I don't see those teams paying uh, all those picks that the Texans would want for Watson when he's got all these lawsuits that are unresolved. John McClain, uh, I, I, I wish you Godspeed, my man, in uh, in covering what is going to be, I think, one of the most difficult cases of your career to have to cover. Um, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening, but I appreciate you uh, coming on with us. Clay, it is my pleasure. Thank you very much, as always, and stay safe. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we are talking to Will Kane at night because he's such a big timer. He is up in New York City right now this week sitting in on Fox and Friends. And I'm going to dive into that in, in a moment here, Will. But first of all, we got a lot of listeners in New York. Uh, and I'm curious, a lot of people out there who would ordinarily maybe make New York City a part of their spring or summer rotation, what does it feel like in Manhattan? Does it feel like things are starting to get to, back to normal? You're staying in a hotel up there while you do the show. What's the vibe? You know, it does feel like it's starting to get back to normal. The bars and restaurants are open. There's people inside. There's certainly people on the street because the weather is nice. The biggest difference, I think, in New York today and living in a place like Texas where I've moved is honestly it's the mask compliance and pressure. Now, look, I'm against mask mandates. I'm for mask responsibility. And common sense would tell you you don't need to wear a mask in a small town in Texas. And you might in New York City. But that sort of someone's looking over your shoulder vibe and feel. And every time you walk into some place, oh, yeah, where's my mask is much more pronounced in New York than a place like Texas. You know, it's interesting. Uh, they've done away with the, ma- the mask mandate in the state of Tennessee, I think. I'm not even sure that there was officially one, but I'm coaching Little League Baseball with my 10-year-old. So last night we had a uh, practice for a couple of hours, and then I told him, hey, we'll go get dinner after practice, and uh, if, uh, if you want, we'll go get ice cream too, right? And the little, uh, I live in a part of Nashville called uh, Franklin, which is about 18 miles south of town uh, for people who are familiar with Franklin, Tennessee. Really cool little downtown, walkable, whatever else. And because we were playing baseball, I didn't have my mask uh, you know, with us at all, and he didn't have his. We're outside on a field. And by the way, 
I am so glad to have baseball back, both major leagues and everywhere else. But last year about this time, we started Little League Baseball season, and then they just shut down the season before we were able to play a game. And then we've been able to play pretty much every other sport, which I'm sure your kids have been able to do in Texas too. But it's wild to me how many people living in different parts of the country have basically had sports shut down for their kids everywhere, right? Like we missed one baseball season. Otherwise, we played flag football, we played soccer, we played uh, basketball, and now we're back into baseball season, which is cool. But it's wild to me the number of kids who have missed a year and I talked to all the parents who were standing around talking, coaching. A lot of these kids haven't played baseball now in two years because they didn't necessarily play fall ball. And I'm just thinking, you know, that was kind of a moment for me because that's the only sport that's been shut down for that long where I live in Tennessee. But there's lots of kids out there who haven't had that opportunity. And that's just a massive loss to your average kid, right? I mean, to take away effectively for many kids over a full year of being able to play sports and the lessons you learn not to mention school and everything else I mean this is just such an absolute failure of American public policy on so many levels but we talk about sports and it certainly is one in the world of sports as well you do a good job of reminding me of the parts of New York that aren't back to normal. My kids are still in school in New yeah. York City because that school is 100% dedicated this year to being remote. That's, That's not right. normal. And I will tell you, their soccer team that they were a part of for years is still stopping and starting and dealing with citywide shutdowns of this facility or that facility, so it's impossible to get a season going. I do want to say, before you move on to your next question, I'm familiar with Franklin, Tennessee. I do know it's sort of the seat of power. So you want to talk about big timers. Franklin, Tennessee, <laughs> south of Nashville, runs that state. And here's why I know. You and I texted last week about our spring breaks. I spring break where you live. So I go to Tennessee, and my friends in East Tennessee, where guys like Lamar Alexander are from, lament that the seat of power has moved to right there south of Nashville. Williamson County has got the governor and uh, basically two different senators uh, statewide, which is where I live, the county right south of Nashville. And it is a nice place to live, but that is where it used to be that there was, uh, for people out there who are kind of political junkies, there was a pretty diverse group of where people would be elected from. In the state of Tennessee, Shelby County, which is Memphis, tends to be the Democratic stronghold. Nashville is a kind of a Democratic stronghold. Uh, East Tennessee is Republican, and, and sort of the surrounding communities around Nashville would be kind of the toss-up region. Now it's obviously a very red state, uh, but it is interesting. And by the way, the story I was telling was we finished baseball practice, and I'm going out to get something to eat, and I realized that we don't have the mask in the car or whatever else, and mm. uh, and it felt I didn't know if they were going to like refuse service to us or whatever else, and I'm not going to be one of those people who throws a fit either way, but it felt good to walk into an ice cream parlor, be able to get a couple of scoops of ice cream, and just sit outside and uh, and and totally feel like 100% normalcy. Now it hasn't felt that crazy in Tennessee to begin with, uh, but with baseball going on and then being able to just take a kid out and get ice cream, uh, that definitely felt like a fun night uh, for a dad and a son just to be able to hang out. And it feels like you're living amongst people who still have common sense and still some sense of grace. Yes. In other words, you lost your mask. You don't have your mask at this moment. We don't have to throw a major fit about it. Let's move on. Everyone's going to be okay. We're in places like New York. It's like an absolute and a moral failing if you don't have yes. your mask. We're talking to Will Kane. You can follow him on Twitter at Will Kane Fox and Friends this mornings uh, as well as all mornings this week, usually on the weekend. Uh, how do you like – 
Because one of the challenges of anybody who does early mornings, and you do it on the weekends, and now you're doing it during the week, what is the first thing that goes through your mind when your alarm goes off at 4 a.m. in the pitch black, wherever you might be? They're not pleasant thoughts, man. Yeah. It's usually something like this. It's, I am going to bed earlier tonight. And yes. by earlier, yeah. I tell myself, I'm going to bed at 7. Yeah. And I will tell you, I fail that every time. Every time. Yeah. In the NCAA tournament. I'm not getting to bed any before 9.30 during the tournament. But even when it's not the tournament, it's hard. Now with daylight savings, it's still light outside. By 8, you're telling yourself, I probably should, but the rest of the world's still awake. It's hard to go to sleep when you can get yourself a full eight hours. That's the first thing I think when I fail. It is, amen, the biggest. I I don't mind the morning, like the alarm going off in the morning. Uh, We've been doing this show for five years now. I'm kind of used to that. To me, the bad part is when you're laying in bed and a game goes into overtime or you just can't fall asleep and you look back at your clock and you start counting back the number of hours of sleep that you're actually going to get. That, to me, is the part that's bad. Like, the wake-up time, I'm like, I I always think, a lot, and I'm sure a lot of people who get up as early as we do, oh, I'm going to go to bed early or later tonight. I can't wait to to lay down and not have to worry about the alarm going off. But the, the time that is the worst to me is when you don't immediately fall asleep and you start looking back, like I have a, a clock that projects onto the wall in my bedroom, and you're there, and you start counting down the hours. You're like, okay, I'm going to get three and a half hours. Okay, and now I'm going to get three. Uh, or you lay in bed and don't immediately fall asleep. That, to me, is Well, do you take part. anything? No. I'm, I'm going to be real. I take, take melatonin. Melatonin? Yes. My, yeah. it, the melatonin stuff never really worked for me, and, and I don't now. I'm not a huge caffeine guy. I try not to have any caffeine after, like, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, which is probably too late to be doing it, but we got the Black Rifle Coffee stuff, so I'll pop a little bit of that in the morning. And then a lot of times, the tough part about the toughest part about my day over the last five years, as you well know, it takes a lot of energy to do television or radio well. And so mm-hmm. the fact that mine are so separated, so I've got early morning radio and then I've got afternoon TV. If I could go yeah. into you know morning radio, into morning TV, and then I'd have like a normal schedule – but there's about eight hours from the time when I sign off at you know nine o'clock Eastern until I come on at five o'clock Eastern, where I have to you know be waiting to do TV as opposed to be basically done with my day. Yeah, so I know you tweet all day and you've got your Periscope show, so you're not relaxing. I don't know if no. you're getting a, a lift in there somewhere, or what you're doing during that. Time. I try to go. I try to go into the gym. Out. Yeah, as soon as I finish the morning show, I try to hit the gym, get a good uh, get a good workout in there, and then uh, and then but then the days just kind of like I lose control of them. So that's that's the biggest challenge uh, is, and so I always like to ask other people who are getting up in the morning you know, kind of what their procedure or process is by which they do that um, and how it impacts you. The biggest mistake, I'll say this, and I haven't been doing it as long as you, I don't think, but the biggest mistake is if I lay down in the middle of the day. Like I say to myself, I'm going to get a quick rest in here because then time starts slipping away from me. You know, it's like I'll waste it on things that I shouldn't be wasting it on. So you just got to stay in motion. That's the thing I feel like. Go to the gym, do the next project, go do the next TV hit, whatever. If you stay in motion, you're fine. If you sit down and relax, you're done. 
I also learned this in law school um, because you're busy in law school, and that was the first time I'd ever really been busy. And in, and in retrospect, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, until you have kids, you aren't actually that busy. So for all the single guys out there or girls uh, who are listening right now and they're like, oh, I'm working so much, I'm so super busy. No, you're not, right? But I thought I was really busy in law school because you're trying to do the briefs and you're trying to read all the different uh, assignments and make sure that you're on the ball for class the next day and everything else. Um, and so I started then I read somewhere and I do think it's accurate that the right time for a nap is like a 25 minute nap. So uh, on a decent number of days, I'll lay down for like 25 minutes, set my alarm. That's as long as I'll do it. Uh, and that doesn't manage to make me feel awful because I do find if you lay down for a nap and you don't get to sleep as long as you want, you wake up feeling worse. And so that 25 Word. minute nap is kind of like a punch. It helps. Wait a minute, and I don't know that your listeners signed up for this conversation, but where'd you go to law school again? Vanderbilt. You went to Vanderbilt, which is a great law school. Um, I went to the University of Texas. Um, I found law school to be a different experience than the one you just described. Man, I had a ball. Like, well, let's, let me, let's say law school is a three-month semester, right? Yeah. For two months, I had a ball. I was on Austin, Texas. I was on 6th Street. I was probably 50, 60, 70% chance I made it to class. Uh, UT has a big law school, so you're, you're in, they're not taking attendance or anything like that. It's just sort of like, hey, it's on you if you want to do well. Yeah. And what, so on the flip side, what it was was a month then of I didn't leave the library. So I was cramming, reading outlines, reading cases. Yeah. But for two months, it was awesome, and I was busier in college. I, I played water polo in college, so I was up at 5 a.m. to get morning practice in. I had afternoon practice, so I had to jam a ton to my college. Law school, that was a party, man. Yeah, so I think law school was the best three years of my life. I had so much fun with it. But that yeah. first year of law school, I'd never been a nap guy before. That first year of law school, I was trying to read all of the assignments because you really don't know. I mean, and I always say like to my kids, it takes a while to figure out what the pace at which you need to run is. And then once you realize what that pace is, but my third year of law school, I didn't even buy books. I mean, I legitimately <laughs> did not he have a single outline. book. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I just like chilled. I mean, I absolutely, I mean, I loved all three years at Vanderbilt, but that first semester, I was like, man, this is this is a, there's a lot they're throwing at us and all the reading and everything else. And so uh, anyway, that's when I learned like, hey, a 25 minute nap can uh, can make a difference. But I still think that that's kind of the key out there. If you can uh, lay down for 25 minutes, if you're working super hours or you're getting up super early in the morning or whatever it might be, makes a big difference. Uh, all right. Big story out there. I'm curious what you think about this story. I've been writing and talking a lot about it. Deshaun Watson. The number of accusers continues to grow. You're a Texan. Uh, you may even have had some experience with these guys before. Rusty Harden, big-time criminal defense attorney for athletes. He's had Roger Clemens. He's had Adrian Peterson, among others. Uh, and then you've got Tony Busby, who is one of these big, you know, larger-than-life plaintiff lawyer characters who is now representing – I think 14 official lawsuits have been filed. He says 24 women have said that they've been victims of sexual assault from Deshaun Watson. How do you assess a story like this? And 
do you think my argument is that this is one of the areas where sports media fails in many respects because so much of the way that we cover stories are about identity politics laden issues even in sports and when you've got on one hand 14 different women the majority of whom are minority according to uh, Tony Busby and then on the other side you've got a black quarterback in Deshaun Watson it's like people don't really know how to analyze this story because there isn't an easy villain and there isn't an easy hero. The victim ideology is all messed up. Do you buy into that being a particular challenge in the era in which we live now with sports media? Okay, a couple of things. You're exactly right on Rusty Harden and Tony Busby. There is, in Texas, a real culture of the celebrity lawyer, and they are two of the celebrity lawyers. If you want to know one of the most famous celebrity lawyers in Texas, his name is Joe Jamail, and he was the plaintiff's attorney in the famous Texaco versus Pennzoil case where he made, I think, $300 million in contingency fees. Wow. Yeah. And if you want to see a fun video, go to YouTube and look up Texas-style depositions. Joe Jamail did have the Texas Longhorns field named after him because he paid for it up until this Black Lives Matter movement in the past six months, and they renamed it, I believe, Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams field, something like that. But back to the point at hand, Clay, you and I, I think, and I don't know this because we've only met in person once, but I think we have different personalities, but we have very similar points of view. I think we're lockstep on this, and I've noticed over our careers we're often in the same place on these types of issues. I am a big believer in innocent until proven guilty. I'm a big believer in benefit of the doubt. I do not try people in the media by accusation. I just won't do it. I think it's wrong, and I think it has a horrible track record of success. When I was at ESPN, I saw it happen over and over and again. And the reason why is exactly as you described. Because most of the sports media picks identity politics and assigns heroes and villains before any facts or evidence are known. And it's not just sports media. It's happening in the last couple of days when it comes to real media as well. It happened with the Colorado shooter as people defined him as a white mass shooter until – it came out that he was an Arab man. And that then undercuts the entire narrative they ran with for a good 12 hours that it's white supremacy in action again. The point I'm getting at is most of these people are not just irresponsible. They're doing the devil's work of not pursuing justice according to the facts and evidence, but rather through the lens of their identity politics and their vision of heroes and villains. So when it comes to Deshaun Watson, I don't know. I will not convict him in the media. There's a lot of smoke. That means there could be fire. It's a problem, and it will be a major story, Clay. Either way, if the charges are trumped up and false, major story. If Deshaun Watson has a major fall from grace because he's a serial predator, major story. But I don't need to come to a conclusion before everybody else and before the facts and evidence. So here's my thing on it in general, and I'm going to write about this later today, I think, to kind of lay out everything that I've said on the radio so far. To me, and and this is, I think, an easy uh, illustration that people out there listening uh, to us can understand, they've probably seen the scales of justice. And and that's basically like you're weighing guilt and evidence, uh, guilt and, uh, and, and, and truth on either side of that scale. And if you look at it, almost every one of those representations, justice is blind. And a lot of times I think we overlook that. 
But that is a significant aspect of the judicial system. It is that we all have biases, whatever they may be. And the best rendering of justice could be brought to bear if you don't even know who the parties involved are and you can just consider the evidence and weigh it on one side or the other. And to me, what identity politics represents far too often, and I think we're at the worst level of my life that I can remember, is people here oh, this is an Asian man, and they think, okay, well, that means one thing, or this is a black woman, and that means another thing, and the way that you and I were trained, me at Vanderbilt, you at Texas, is you got to look at the facts, and the facts, we need to make justice blind, and look, our judicial system is far from perfect. Anything created by men is incredibly imperfect, but it's the best judicial system, I really believe this, that has ever existed in the history of the world, And the way to make it better is not by trying to adjust the results based on the identity, the race, the gender, uh, the religion, the sexuality of any of the people before the court. It's by simply looking at the evidence and treating everybody the exact same to the best of your ability. And our colleagues in the media literally scoff at the idea of Lady Justice wearing a blindfold, of Justice being blind. They literally scoff at that. You know, Clay, you and I both have been accused on numerous occasions, and let's just put it out there and be real. We've been accused of being racist. Now, all the time. Again, and I, sexist, the by time. the way, and homophobic. Like, But yes, anything that you can, because it's not, and, and, and sorry to cut you off, but, but those arguments are never made based on individual cases, right? They're just kind of tossed out willy-nilly ad hominem in an effort to try to keep you from being involved in a conversation. That's what's happening. Well, if I look at the instances where I have received that insult the most, and I think this applies to you as well, because again, I keep up with your career, it's been in cases and stories that come up where I am reluctant to indict at the speed with which everyone else in the media will do so. Bubba Wallace, George Zimmerman, whatever the case may be, if I say, wait, not only do I not know if this person is guilty, much less can I find out what his motivations were and whether or not race was at play, then in turn I become an apologist and I am a racist. That's the game that is played. So in, in other words, Lady Justice wearing her blindfold, seeking to look at things through facts and evidence, is what has made people call you or me or anyone else who's, who's, who deigns to do this a racist. And I'm just not going to play that game, and I will go down with the ship on this fight. And, and because I believe that society is flipped. I believe, and you and I have talked about this in the past, and I want to be more clear about this. I believe that racism is in vogue, that looking at people through the prism of their skin is what's popular. They're just calling it anti-racism now. They're not looking at people as individuals. They're not looking at individual circumstances or facts. And every time I turn around, they want to impose upon us our divisions and our differences and our, and our divide. And I'm not going to play the game anymore. That is a racist mentality and has to be called out for. I agree with you on, uh, on, on that argument in a big way. And I'll mention a couple here. Michael Bennett, remember, um, initially yep. everybody says so uh, NFL, so many of them. So many of them, but as they intersect in the world of sports, Michael Bennett says, hey, Las Vegas police were racist against me. Everybody in the NFL media and sports media in general, oh, you poor guy, Michael Bennett. Well, then they released like 120 different camera angles 
and none of his story is upheld by the the data that they release, right? And by the way, that story immediately disappeared because the shooting happened in Las Vegas almost right after, I think the same weekend that the Las Vegas police released that report, uh, the LeBron James racist graffiti incident on uh, his gate, that there's never any evidence actually occurred, that the Los Angeles Police Department were never able to determine ever occurred. Everybody just accepts that LeBron's gate was uh, had a racial slur on it. There's never been any evidence that it actually occurred. The Las Vegas, po- I mean, the Los Angeles police investigate that, find no evidence of it whatsoever, never bring any charges against anybody, and that story just disappears. And really, what what I want is, and I, th- I think you understand this, and I think it's important for our listeners too as well. If you're going to be arguing hashtag believe all women, which many people did during the Brett Kavanaugh impeachment uh, hearing, then you need to recognize the flaw of that when you're not saying a word about all of these minority women who are accusing Deshaun Watson. The standard, whether you are a Supreme Court justice or an NFL quarterback or a regular guy that nobody knows at all should be the same. That's what justice is blind means. And, and look, when they play their victimhood hierarchy or their heroes and villains games according to identity politics, they don't know what to do when there's a conflict. I do, because if I follow due process, benefit of the doubt, and I also believe in second chances in life, then you'll find me at times also taking what was an unpopular position in the sports media environment of suggesting Greg Hardy deserves another chance to enter the professional workspace or me defending Ezekiel Elliott. He, didn't, the he should have never doubt. been suspended. Like, that was one that they got totally wrong in the NFL. Right. So, so the point in this is that's an example of it, race isn't what this is about. It's about whether or not you're going to try and convict people based upon things that have nothing to do with the individual facts of their circumstances. Outstanding stuff as always, Will Kane. Uh, keep knocking it out of the park on Fox & Friends. Enjoy the rest of your week, and hopefully we'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Take care. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.